It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is not an accidental infringement. This is a deliberate taking of our intellectual property. Apple's internal documents that we saw in court showed that they knew their product wasn't good enough to be used medically. There needs to be an honest dialogue. There needs to be an apology. These guys have been caught with their hands in the cookie jar, and instead of being embarrassed and doing the right thing, they're blaming everybody and they're fighting everybody. All right, that was Joe Chiani, CEO of Massimo. It's the company at the center of Apple's watch ban after the International Trade Commission found Apple infringed on patents from Massimo. The USTR now saying two patents were infringed, including the one from that company. So great setup to see what Dan Ives, who definitely likes Apple, see what he has to say. He's senior equity analyst at Wedbush, joining uh, Katie uh, Manis and myself here in studio. Great to have you here. Great to be here. Happy holidays. You too. Great Um, to be here. Is it going to be a happy year for Apple? It feels like it's going to get off to a rough start. I think it's time to get the popcorn because in my opinion, this is the next stage of, I think, the growth phase in Cupertino. And I think, look, if you look what's so what, happened- So how do you like factor in this kind of stuff? I can't buy a watch. I need a new watch and I can't buy it right now. Look, we're talking less than 1% of disruption from Apple Watch, you know, in terms of in the actual quarter. And I think, look, it just speaks to, they're going to have patent issues like this on healthcare. But there's a renaissance of growth on iPhone units, services, double digits. And that's why I think a lot of the bears right now, they're deep in those caves in hibernation mode. I think a year from now, we have a $4 trillion mark cap on Apple. You say the bears had a great fictional story, okay? A Netflix fictional story. A Netflix <laughs> fictional story. We okay. all want to be in it. Not Apple I gotta, Plus? <laughs> I got to hand it to you. This shirt just screams, you know, full full of confidence, full of vigor. But you look at the China story. So make, make sense of this for us. How do you get to $4 trillion when you still got the government pushing back mm-hmm. against Apple products? It was a headline just in December. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that myth or is that a headwind? I think it's a headwind, and ultimately my view in terms of China is that I'm not saying it's roses and champagne in Beijing with Apple, but we are seeing growth, and that's something we've seen come out of Asia checks even over the last week, because you have 100 million iPhones in China in a window of an upgrade opportunity. As those upgrade, Mm -hmm. and look, for Huawei, it's a good phone, but realistically, it's an iPhone 12. Mm. I'm saying from an actual functionality perspective. Mm-hmm. So I do think that it's a headwind they have to contend with, but it is the hearts and lungs of the Apple story. And that's why a lot of the bears at 500 billion, a trillion, trillion and a half, 
have two trillion. Well, they're it's, worth all, nine, it's, they? it's all about the China. Three trillion now. It's all three trillion. I think going to four trillion. It's always about that big bad wolf, the China story, and the, the actuality. China has actually been fueling the engine. Well, let's talk about what the bears are saying right now, because they're saying you think about in terms of the product lineup that Apple really hasn't had a hit since the AirPods, and that was all the way back in 2016. So you talk about this new growth, but from the product lineup, where is that going to come from? Well, first off, the install base, it's unparalleled. It's the best install base in the world. So just from an install base perspective, you have 250 million iPhones in a window of an upgrade opportunity. I think that's why iPhone 15 so far, Christmas came early, a strong holiday season. But for 2024, and German's talked about this as well, I believe you're going to have not just new phones that come out from an iPhone 16, but we believe you're going to have the Apple, the iPhone app store, which is going to be an AI app store focused on AI apps. That's going to be something that's going to be incremental for services. And I think that's very important. You combine it with Vision Pro, and we believe more and more products coming out, it flex the muscles. Dan, is there a bear story, though, on Apple? I mean, I think if Tom Keenan was here, and I know this is how we feel, we are an Apple family. And when somebody goes to buy something, they're like, no, sorry, you can't do that. It's got to be an Apple product because that's been our infrastructure. That's our network. No green text bubbles. Okay? Are, None of that. Exactly. Although there's an app that I think you can uh, pull, pull people. But I just, that installed base, I'm looking sure. at, what, 2024 revenue estimate of $397 billion. Sure. Like every time the Apple numbers cross, they're off the charts. Even and if the growth isn't significant, there's still that installed base is enough to keep a lot of momentum going. And if Keen was here, would, would he be focused on and, and, and and he kind of is. We just no, have him under and the table. Keen's here, just like Matt. Like, I'm an incarnation of Tom Keen. Like, <laughs> this is the hologram. I am, I am Keen hologram. It's an AI. It's AI generated. It's AI. Good uh-huh. morning. But, exactly. but is there no, a bear story but, but, for but, Apple? But, but look, realistically, it's about value. Look, if you look at valuation, you look at the cash flow generation of Apple that we're going to see over the coming years. The EBITDA margins are expanding. Now, I think the bear story, it's, look, a lot of the bears, they just look at their spreadsheets on Park Ave in, in their, you know, in their tower saying this is an expensive stock. So you don't stock. have a bear story for Apple at all? Because to me, the bear story, it's valuation, it's China, and I think at that point, it's it's a headwind, but it's more fictional Netflix story than reality that's going to hurt them. And then it's just more competition, but it also, it comes down to valuation. And that's why this year, I think the bears, mm-hmm. they focus so much on valuation instead of the actual underlying growth story that's happening not just for Apple, but we believe it's the start of a new tech bull market for tech. I mean, and this is this is your thesis for next year, which is about, I mean, 2023 was a year in which every time we saw an AI story evolve, Microsoft. Wait, we were talking about AI this year? Well, just, <laughs> I'm a, just, kidding. just a little. AI and Ozempic. Really. But if you didn't have AI, yeah, I know. I've got, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> tempted by Ozempic rather than the treadmill. But on a slightly more serious note, cloud and AI have been the dominant forces, as well as balance sheets in tech. I put those three together. And let's uh, let's just put Apple aside for a moment. Cloud and AI, how do I disaggregate who's going to perform well in this? What's going to make a cloud A grade and an AI A grade stock? Yeah, and I think you hit on and what's really a key point. If you look at what's happened when the Dell and Redmond at the top of that mountain from a cloud 
perspective. Now, this is more monetization for the hyperscale players, from Microsoft, for Amazon, for Google. We believe for every $100 of cloud spend in the last four or five years, there's 35 to 40 incremental AI spend. That's why I'd say for, when you look at Microsoft, mm -hmm. you look at Google, you, this is going to be just a new frontier of growth. And then, of course, you have the godfather of AI, Jensen, NVIDIA. Mm -hmm. This is really just starting what we view as a 1995 moment. The it's godfather the, of AI. It's, <laughs> look, Jensen's Top the performing godfather. stock in the S&P 500. It, there you but, go. But it's year. the biggest tech transformation in 30 years. Haven't seen it since 1995. Star of the internet. And we believe this is actually the beginning of the next phase of this bull market. I just want to know, are there a million AI ETFs that have all of a sudden come on? You, know, you watch actually, that market. So. Uh, there were, there's a few dozen that were launched way before uh, we started talking about AI around this time last year. But I do want to switch gears here and talk about EV demand, because this has been uh, one of the stories that's really emerged. That it just feels like all of these automakers really uh, miscalculated how much demand there would be for EVs. And now you're seeing those production targets get cut. How does that factor into what how you're thinking about Tesla? Is that a bear case for Tesla, or does Tesla just command more of maybe a shrinking pie? Yeah, Katie, I think that's a great point. Look, right now it's Tesla's world, everyone else paying rent when it comes to electric vehicles. And I think they're doubling down. You look what's happened in Detroit, GM, Ford actually peeling back a little from electric vehicles, some of the foreign automakers. Look, demand's definitely softened. Price wars have come through, but a lot of those storms have now passed. I think for, for Tesla specifically, unit volume looks strong in China. I think there's going to be a, a record quarter for China you know, in terms of Q4. You go into next year, I think demand actually starts to accelerate a bit relative to where people thought. I think for the overall industry, it's still a massive transformation, but now you're starting to maybe peel back a bit in terms of, okay, this is not going to 40% penetration, maybe it's 25-30. Dan, 30 seconds. China is the rallying cry of the bears when it comes to Apple. So too when it comes to Tesla. You think about all those Chinese EV makers. How does Tesla compete overseas? They've done it. I mean, I think a lot of the price war, it was, look, this was a poker move for the ages by Musk. Cut prices, focus on units. And that's why right now this has been flex the muscles in Beijing for not just Tesla, but of course for Apple, despite bear noise. Um, you know, before we started, we showed a piece on drones. Just real quickly, 25 seconds. Is there a drone plane for drone play for you? I mean, all of the company, Amazon's in it, Walmart's, everybody's in it, and there's individual startups. Yeah, look, I think that's past. I remember being a CES years ago. You don't buy drone it then. Yeah, I think that's. Look, that's why you have to separate. <laughs> Matt is like, yes, yes. No, but you separate <laughs> hype from the reality. There's there's parts that market that are growth. Yeah. But you look at AI. This is the Super Bowl in terms of uh, tech market. We're going to have a bull tech market in 2025, too? Well, I think this bull tech market goes, we believe, for another two years. That's why right now it's getting the popcorn out. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of popcorn. All right. Always fun to talk yeah, with great. you. Yeah, great. Thanks for having so me. So appreciate it. Thanks for coming in the studio. Happy New Year. Dan Ives, of course, of Wedbush. Uh, check out his research and, of course, his calls on things like Apple and just really the tech market overall. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. 
alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.